the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. George Brockler back with you here on 710 KNUS. Hey, James, I forgot to ask you during that break. We still have David on the line? Yeah, yeah. Uh, let's do this. I want to keep hitting the phones because I love the conversations uh, with you guys. We've been talking about this Fonnie Willis alleged romantic relationship with the special prosecutor who appears to have no experience at all in handling cases of any kind like the one that he's handling now against President Trump and the multitude of co-defendants that have been generated. Some will say, but wait, 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 he's successfully prosecuted a handful of them because they've taken deals. Okay, if that's the measure of competent prosecution, um, yeah, sure, he's gotten some convictions. That That's not really the measure in my mind. We'll see what happens when he actually has to go to trial and pick a jury and all that other stuff. Uh, you know, we saw how that went with the two big civil attorney guys who weren't licensed in Colorado that Phil Weiser brought out to prosecute the officers in the McLean case. Um, maybe it'll be a different result. But the real question for me is, is there a distinction to be drawn? And I think there is. I think there is between whether or not Fonnie Willis ought to continue on as the prosecutor in charge of this case versus whether the case should continue. There's a motion to dismiss in part for these huge optics issues and ethics issues at stake here. I'm just not sure you give any defendant a windfall result because the prosecutor makes the kinds of decisions that are alleged to have been made by Fonnie Willis. Let's go to David. David, you're on 710 Kenyus. Thanks, my man, for hanging on. I apologize for the wait. Uh, no problem. Uh, I have a my real question is why did uh, uh, Willis and Wade have those meetings with in the White House with uh, Kamala Harris? I don't know what the content of those meetings were or the purpose of those meetings. And, in fact, David, it's interesting. Someone texted in. I think it was uh, Brian texted in. I'm going to read this to you because it echoes what you said. I'm more concerned about the process if the case against Trump is valid than it should proceed as charged. And I agree that if I were DJT, I would be screaming at them to shut up and let's take these clowns on in court. However, can you speak to the fact that Willis and Wade made several trips to the White House? From your experience, have you ever been given evidence from the U.S. Attorney General or a congressional committee? Isn't that something we should know? Uh, and that sort of gets to the heart of your thing. Is like, why are they going to the White House? I, I don't know. It doesn't make any sense to me why a prosecutor would go to the White House on a case like this. Um, no matter what the issues are, if there's information to be shared, it doesn't require an in-person meeting with our failed vice president. It, it doesn't require that. Like, you can get that information otherwise. So to answer Brian's question, I haven't gotten information from the U.S. Attorney General's office, but have we gotten information from federal agencies? Yes, we have. We use it all the time. If there was a congressional investigation that resulted in admissible evidence, like maybe it's through sworn testimony, yes, I would want that. There's nothing wrong with that. But the concern I have is, why do you need to physically go to the White House? What is the purpose in that? 
I I agree, unless they wanted to get instructions from Barack Hussein Obama. Well, except that it, this is Kamala Harris they were met, met with. Is that what you said? What, what does that have to do with Obama? Well, you know, he's running the White House. You know that. <laughs> no, I don't know that. And I don't well, know that. You know, he, he's a puppeteer, and uh, Biden... Uh, Biden just holds the pen in the in the, in the phone, you know. I mean, you can just see that. It, Do you fair. have evidence uh, of that, David, or is this just this narrative that's being pushed by some in MAGA? No, you could pretty well see it because where Obama always keeps showing up, you know, because, Obama because he showed Obama, up at the White House. Obama, Obama does is on his next term of president the only thing is he doesn't have that phone and pen like he did you know but he's still running it in my opinion i i don't i don't have any proof it's just my opinion well the proof the proof thing's kind of a big deal when you make allegations like that but david final question for you do you think that whatever this this allegation stuff is between Fonnie willis and nathan wade and all that let's say it's all 100 percent true that's what's going on do you think that means that the underlying case against Trump should be dismissed because of that, or they should just have new prosecutors making decisions about the case against Trump? Well, uh, I think what they should do is uh, take it out of a uh, Democrat uh, party, you know, move it to a neutral. I, I don't even know that there's any neutral prosecutors in that anymore. You know, I, I, I look at it and, you know, I look at Merrick Garland, you know, he's waving that thing, you know, just telling all these prosecutors, go after him here, go after him here, go after him here, go after what is him that? here. What are you talking about, David? Well, you got New York. You got. Yeah, but what does that have to do with Merrick Garland? That's a local prosecutor. Yeah, but Mayor Gardner's giving him instructions. Well, Go here, buddy. Hold on. Go where's ahead. the e where's the evidence of that? And why in the world does Alvin Bragg care what Merrick Garland thinks? Oh, uh, he 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 may be going more with George Soros, you know, like most DAs. That you know, were you uh, were you given money by George Soros? Uh, never. Uh, God bless you, buddy. Have a good well, day. <laughs> Thanks, Dave. Hey, David's line is open at 303-696-1971. Um, lots of texts that have come in here uh, on this thing. If I'm smart, I'll be able to figure out how to get to them. And here they are. Here's one. Well, I do believe Barack Obama, Loretta Lynch, Eric Holder, Susan Rice, and Big Mike are running the show. It's a belief. Everyone's entitled to one. If you had the evidence, though, that's what I'm looking for. And David at least was credible enough to admit, I don't have. Someone else texted in. Nathan Wade's been paid over a million dollars for his work on the case. I read like 700,000, but maybe I've got something outdated. If you have a link that says a million bucks, especially for less than three years work, one, that's crazy money. And two, how do I get that job? Appoint me. I'll do it for a million bucks. What? I'm not even sure what it is, but a million bucks, that's a lot. Another text from before on one of the color sour grapes. Here's another one. My ears hurt, please, uh, Joe. Should the case against OJ be dropped because Marsha Clark and Chris Darden were having an affair during the trial? I hope that did they, were they? I hope that was speculative, but no, absolutely. That's a great question, though. Is no, and that's why I brought up the murder thing. The crime itself 
carries its own weight and commands its own attention. How it's handled matters, don't get me wrong. And there are sometimes prosecutors can engage in misconduct that does work to the benefit of uh, the defendant, even though they don't deserve it. And I'll give you an example. It happened in my own office. We were prosecuting a guy who uh, killed a state trooper driving down the road, just, you know, in, in his truck, never gave him the wide berth that he was entitled to, clipped this trooper and killed him. His name was Cody Donahue. It was a horrific crime with catastrophic consequences for his wife and children and the state patrol I went out to that scene devastating devastating we're prosecuting him and we got pretty but i think rightfully and appropriately aggressive on that case and we charged this guy with felonies related to not murder not like that it wasn't intentional but because there were uh, mistakes made by the prosecutors i assigned to the case so that means I have to wear these mistakes, right? The prosecutors assigned to the case made some mistakes. There was a discovery violation. That discovery violation means that certain information that was owed to the defense didn't get to them. The judge never found it was intentional or it was the product of us trying to hide the ball. It was just stupid and it was a mistake. And that mistake led to the court reducing the charge against this killer of Cody Donahue. That made me sick. It made my stomach hurt. We appealed the decision. I think it got to the Supreme Court, and the Supreme Court said, nope, that was an appropriate use of the judge's discretion, blah, 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 blah. That can happen. That can happen. But there was never, ever going to be a dismissal of that case over even that kind of a mistake. This doesn't even touch upon the due process nature of the prosecution as much as it does, I think, the horrible optics associated with it i got this link thank you for sending this texture um so i asked the million dollars that this dude this nathan wade divorce lawyer guy has been paid sent me a link to the anf the atlanta news first people and, and i'm going to go through this during a break and try to see if it's got that million bucks in there uh, to see how much this guy's been paid Here's some uh, more text. One thing that I find disturbing is that both of the prosecutors visited the White House. Oh, this is from Lisa. This is the same thing that David said. Who did they contact and what subject did they discuss? I think that's important. I don't think it's dispositive, though, of the substance of the case against President Trump or, or any of the co-defendants. But it doesn't make sense to me that a local prosecutor would travel to the White House on a prosecution like this especially when the White House is where the political rival of the guy you're prosecuting lives. That doesn't make any sense to me. I'd have to know more. I mean, maybe, maybe you get a phone call from the White House, and if you're the elected DA, you feel like i got to take a call from the president. Maybe, maybe. But maybe what you say is, uh, this is a phone call that should go to my number two or the chief or whoever it is I put in charge of the case. It's just super tough to try to keep the political optics thing out of this when you're going to the White House. I don't know. I don't know why she did it. It is concerning to me. I'd like to know what the purpose was. Why would you go there? And let me be clear about this, too. If I were to, as a district attorney, ever feel like, hey, I've got a prosecution, and I think it's justified against fill-in-the-blank, right? And it was uh, a Democrat even a high-profile Democrat, 
And I thought it was just, by the way, you should know, the Democrats would go crazy. They'd say, well, this is clearly partisan because Brockler is a Republican and he's a high profile Republican and a conservative. And he said all these nasty things about Polis and Weiser and questioned that. That would all be fair for litigation in front of a judge. Wouldn't keep me from prosecuting them if they committed a crime in the jurisdiction. But here's the question. If Donald Trump were in the White House and he called me and said, hey, I want to talk to you about this prosecution, would I take the call? No. Nope. If Nikki Haley were president and she called, I want to talk to you about this prosecution, you don't take the call. If the attorney general were a Republican, if it was John Kellner and he called me, I want to talk to you about this prosecution, I'd say no. And he'd do the same if I were the AG and he were the DA. That's because you cannot let those outside influences. And I'll and I'm, I want to make this clear for Jared and his team. If Kim Kardashian called and said, "I want to talk to you about this prosecution," I wouldn't take the call. That's just not how this game is played, folks. That's not how you beat the perception that there's something else going on. Someone texting in, "Why is Mar-a-Lago more of a crime than the Delaware Fikes?" I'm missing something. Why is Trump guilty of that crime when he has a defense on why he had the boxes? Uh, he doesn't actually have a defense on why he has the boxes. For those folks that are caught up in the idea that this is about the president being able to declassify anything about thinking about it, he's not being prosecuted for that. That's fake. He's being prosecuted for maintaining possession of government property beyond the time he could lawfully possess it. He lacked the authority to convert it to private property, and when asked for it back by the government, repeatedly refused to turn it over. That's what he's being prosecuted for. This is not a classification, declassification thing. Another text, George, I think some people don't realize all caps mean you're yelling. (laughs) Might be worth mentioning. That might be a reference, by the way, to our friend Eric. But honestly, uh, it's not that they're all caps. It's that every word is capitalized at the front end. It was just, it's a little weird. Um, but that's where we've got some more texts that are here on this. Fonnie Willis is a homewrecker. Her speech was ridiculous. She did not deny the charges of the affair. Well, the article I read said she did, said she denied the romantic relationship, but maybe that turns out to not be right. Um, and then, oh, this is a quote. You cannot expect black women to be perfect. We need to be allowed to stumble. We need grace. We are all sinners. Jesus, what that's what's that a reference to? I mean, that can't be a reference to the prosecution. That has to be a reference to something else. Is it the, I don't know. Eric sent a text, by the way, a normal text. Okay, George, I think that George Soros has put out a private hush money contract bounty with Letitia James, Bonnie Willis, Alvin Bragg, and Jack Smith on President Trump's head. Whoever gets President Trump collects the reward bounty money. People with power will do anything if the price is right. I disagree with virtually every single thing you put in there, Eric. There's no evidence of that. If you have it, bring it forward. Or if it's just, I believe it, then just say, that's just what I believe. But two, that would be a crime worth prosecuting and incarcerating people. If that were true, I don't believe it. If that's the case, why just those four? Why not other people? Why not other prosecutors out there? Dude's a billionaire. He could probably find plenty of prosecutors out there to offer money to to prosecute President Trump. Why these? I don't think that's true. I don't think they needed money to want to pursue this for political reasons. 
Um, oh, and then here's the link to the story. Darden finally concedes he and Marsha Clark were more than friends. Yikes. And no, the O.J. Simpson case shouldn't have been dumped if those two were knocking boots or whatever. Here's another text. Libtards are the same as Trump tards. They're all hyper-partisan, narcissistic idiots. Our country is ruined. No, that's too much. I agree with some of what you said in there, but that's too much. I don't think our country is ruined. I do think that Trump's statement in that address at the Lyceum back there, what was that, 1836, is uh, dangerously closer than it has ever been uh, since the Civil War, and that is the idea that as a nation of free men, we shall live and prosper forever or die by suicide, the idea that we will be the author of our own demise. I believe we're closer to that than we've been in a long, long time. But I don't think we're we're doomed. I, I, I think that at some point here, we're going to shuffle off the last 10 years and figure out a way to move forward as a better America, uh, a less toxic, politically motivated America. I believe that's possible. It's just going to require some changes uh, to the way that we uh, represent ourselves and who we send to represent ourselves. I mean, that that's the big deal right there. Here's another one. Seriously, if the trip to the White House was nefarious, why publicize it? Stupid analysis. Um, I, I don't think so. I don't think so. It doesn't have to be nefarious for it to be a huge mistake. What if it was just, hey, Fonnie Willis and Kamala Harris were roommates from college and she went out there. I don't know why she'd bring Nathan Wade, but they go out there and they're just saying, hey, what can we do to help you? Or so I don't care. The optics of it, it, it is... It's a rookie mistake, and especially for a prosecutor like Fonnie Willis, who's been at this for decades, it's a rookie mistake politically to involve yourself in going to the White House during a prosecution of the president's current and past political rival. That's just dumb. That's just an unforced error. Why she did it, I don't care. That she did it is the problem. It's a judgment problem. Another text. Georgia problem with residents in Colorado. They're too naive. I can call the studio and pretty much say anything. I want to say I'm not going to lose my job and I'm not going to be sued. But I have to believe behind closed doors. You are a true blue Trump supporter. And you do think that there is bias in the court systems and these judges. What? What are you talking about? There's nobody out there that would consider me a Trumpster. There just isn't. At the same time, I voted for the guy twice, and if that's my only alternative to continuing the current administration, I would do it a third time. But, uh, <laughs> And I do think there's bias in the court system and these judges. I do worry about bias. I do. And the judges involved, I don't know the judge out in Atlanta. I'm not going to presume there's something wrong. I don't even know if it's a him or a her. I, I'm not going to presume there's something wrong with the judge the way Joe did. I mean, well, he let this go on. What do you mean, let this go on? I mean, the, the judges aren't all powerful and all knowing. They think they are, but they're not. They don't have the ability to just say, I'm going to get to the bottom of what's happening here. Things have to be brought before them. They don't have a lot of sua sponte, meaning on their own kind of powers. You have to move them to do something. That's why you have motions. You're asking the court to take action. It's not the French system where the judges are the investigators, it's not how it works here in America. And then we'll take one more text here out of the many that we're getting, and you can keep it going before we come back. Uh, another one from our buddy Eric appropriately decapitalized George. They were 
the chosen four puppets. That's all George Soros needed. Now, bring the proof, Eric. If you've got evidence, I'm happy to discuss it. If it's just this is what I think is going on and it all makes sense to me because I've strung the lines between the pegs on the map on the United States. No, that's not going to do it for me. Hey, listen, I've got to cut away for a break. I don't want to do it, though, before I tell you about Dan Kaplis, wicked, smart, righteous prosecutor for those who have been wronged by someone's negligence, recklessness, and sometimes intentional conduct. And people have asked, why do you keep saying sometimes intentional conduct? Because sometimes intentional conduct, you can't get a recovery for it. Because uh, the money that might be available from an insurance policy excludes intentional conduct by someone. So that's why I say sometimes intentional conduct. But there are cases where intentional conduct can be successfully litigated by uh, Dan Kaplis and his partner, Bob or Waheed. And if there's a way to do it, they'll figure out how to do it. If you have a righteous case, if you've been wronged, your life has been changed for the worse by someone else or a company trucking company a business doesn't matter these guys are fearless there is no one you can say hey this person wronged me and they'd say oh i don't want to touch that no that's not these guys these are the guys that say you point out goliath we'll go get the smooth stones from the water and we'll uh, we'll meet them on the battlefield they'll convince these people to do the right thing or they'll get a jury to make them do the right thing. Give them a call at 303-770-5551, 303-770-5551, or you can check them out at dancaplislaw.com. That's Kaplis, C-A-P-L-I-S, law.com. We're going to cut away for a break. When we come back, we're going to get to your calls, your texts. It's George Brockler, 710 KNUS. George Brockler back with you here, 710-KNUS, back with you here. I think we might shift topics. I'll hit a couple of the texts that have come in since the break, but I think we might shift topics because I don't want to get out of this morning without talking to you about something that the state GOP did late last night. Um, But before I do that, let me remind you that if you're in the business of trying to get into or out of a home, the best person to call is Gay Ribble and team the empower home team of keller williams uh i bragged about these folks forever i think i think we're getting gay in studio this week and i tell you that because if you've got questions about real estate why not call and get that free advice over the radio it makes me smarter too but you don't have to wait for her to be on the radio to do it you can call her at 833-301-SOLD 833-301-SOLD sold have the conversation with them about hey is there a better time this year to sell than now is there a better time to buy this year now should we sell and buy should we sell and rent and then buy what do you expect to happen with rates they know they know the areas that are prime and ready and ripe to get a great deal on so that you can make more money on your home as you move forward give them a call at 833-301-SOLD or check them out at sell with certainty colorado dot com sell with certainty colorado dot com here's a couple of the texts and then we'll change up the topic here it says if trump wins god forbid the destruction of this country will need on your head will need on your head oh i think you probably mean will be on my head i don't think so uh, i'm pretty certain that no single race local state or federal will ever rest on my head because nothing i do can make a difference in that particular outcome. George Fani is Biden's hitman. You mean woman. 
Uh, her last-minute prosecution of Trump is communist lawfare. Why communist, by the way? Why can't it just be lawfare? Uh, orchestrated by Biden. Her lover met with Biden and expensed the trip, left a paper trail. U.S. justice system is corrupted. Now look at that. Look what you've done. There are thousands of legitimate prosecutions every single day across America, and you've just indicted the entire system because some divorce lawyer part-time traffic judge who got hired by purportedly his girlfriend to prosecute Trump, now the whole U.S. justice system is corrupted. Stop already. It says Jordan investigating, and then it's got a bunch of stuff here, stories about, uh, there's even one from Mediaite, Newt Gingrich claims somebody in Washington called Fanny, Fanny Willis on Friday and told her she would have to indict Trump on Monday. Yeah, I, I don't know. Is that something I'd want to know about? Yeah, sure. I'd, I'd love to know what that means. Is there an innocuous explanation for it? Sure. It could be, and I don't know why it'd be the White House, but I get somebody from Washington, perhaps DOJ, calling and saying, hey, we're in the process of issuing a subpoena or concluding our investigation or questioning this witness. Could you pretty please wait until Monday for the indictment? I could see that happening. That's not corrupt. That kind of coordination takes place all the time. Something else here. Uh, here's the link to the video of her saying this. Fonnie Willis said, you cannot expect black women to be perfect and save the world. We need to be allowed to stumble. We need grace. We are all flawed sinners, unworthy, and perfect damage. But we are qualified upon his calling. Honestly, I don't disagree with that comment. I'm not sure it has to be limited to black women. Why couldn't it just say you cannot expect people to be perfect and save the world? I, I don't know why it always devolves into race and gender kind of stuff. Here's what I wanted to talk to you about today in addition to this and uh, that is an action that the state central committee took of the colorado gop it's something we chatted with dave williams about on the one of the many times he's been on the show we knew that this was going to be considered and uh, so here's what happened by about a two-third one-third vote 65 percent of the committee voting in favor i think there's about 400 members 34 percent voting against a video online kind of voting thing it appears that the state central committee has chosen to throw out the window any notion that it will remain agnostic in primary elections involving Republicans and has chosen to endorse former President Donald Trump in his bid for the presidency. Now, we have a presidential primary coming up. We're part of Super Tuesday. And as irrelevant as that may seem to the larger picture of who gets the nomination for the for the Republicans, it's relevant here in the state of Colorado. To show up on that primary ballot matters. To give people the chance to vote matters. It matters so much that the party made money off the backs of other candidates who wanted a fair shot at the nomination and at winning our primary to the tune of, I think it was like 40000 bucks. 40,000 bucks, I think, Haley's campaign, maybe DeSantis. I can't remember who else. I don't know if Bergam, Bergam may have paid money. Party took that money to put them on a ballot. My guess is 
when they asked them for that money, they did not tell them, oh, by the way, we're going to come out and put our official imprimatur on uh, Donald Trump's candidacy for president. Maybe they would have said, you know what, I think I'll take a pass. I think I'm just going to take a pass on Colorado on this one. If you're going to come out and tip the scales in his favor through your official endorsement, I won't give you the money. So the question I have now, and I'd love to ask Dave when we get him back on, I will. Do you feel like you should refund that money to them or give them the opportunity to reach out to them and say, hey, we've decided to endorse against your candidacy for president? Because that's what an endorsement in favor of a person is. It's an endorsement against another. Would you like your money back? Now, I don't know what the fundraising of the GOP has been like since Trump was kicked off the ballot by a four to three vote of the Supreme Court. Maybe it's gone up a bunch and that would be great news. But it feels like they need the money. It feels like fundraising has been a bit of an issue here. Uh, we're now in the middle of January, literally the Ides of January. And we don't know what the total fundraising numbers are yet for 2023, and I'd love to get to the bottom of that. But do you refund that money, or, is, or do you say, nope, no, that's okay. We should take money from candidates we endorse against in the primary. And the bigger question I have for you is, do you agree with the 65% of state central committee members who voted to endorse Trump in a Republican primary? Or do you go with the other more than one-third, the 34% who voted against? This is not a question about whether or not you support Donald Trump, because there are people in some of the articles I've read who are Trump supporters who are like, I just think it's wrong. We can't be doing this. Do you agree? Or was this a mistake? You ask me? mistake there is simply no good reason to abandon the idea that the republican party exists to advance the cause of republicans not any individual candidate short of nomination the other problem that this creates is having done this now having engaged in this now if you're running for cd5 doug lamborn soon to be vacated seat because he's not seeking re-election do you further question the notion that one of the contenders for this one of the leading contenders maybe the leading contender i don't know dave williams is the chair of a party who was willing to weigh in during a republican primary and oh my gosh now he's engaged in one and we know he's got at least two other competitors in bob gardner state senator and jeff crank from afp and we talked to paul lundin he may jump in I've heard other names bandied about. Maybe Wayne Williams. I, I don't know. Do you question now whether the I mean, here's the other thing. You heard Jeff Crank say, I'm not going through the assembly. I've always gone through the assembly. I love the assembly, the assembly, the assembly, the assembly. But not now. I don't trust it. Does a vote like this? I don't know, man. I, I mean, I just question this. I wish I had been part, I, and I used to be part of the, the committee by virtue of representing CD4. I don't understand why it happened. I don't understand why we needed to do this. I mean, here here's what uh, Dave said, Dave Williams, D. Will. On the eve of the Iowa caucuses, the Colorado Republican Party wanted to give President Donald J. Trump a big send-off. Why? What the hell business is it of yours to give a guy who's in a heated battle, even if you think he's going to run away with it for the nomination, to give him a send-off? I don't understand. 
I mean, unless the Republican Party now stands for the idea that if you're far enough ahead in the polls, polls we've questioned in the past and rightfully questioned in the past, if you're far enough ahead in the polls, then our process doesn't matter. A big send-off by enthusiastically endorsing him for president in November. Adding that the state party is more than happy to stand with President Trump because he risked it all to stand for this country. I just spit up in my mouth. Come on. He risked it all? What did he risk? It can't be the stuff that's come afterwards because he can't know that's coming at the time that he runs. What did he risk? Come on, man. I mean, this is, again, this is just part of this problem that we're having here where we're not able to separate the idea of principle from what we're doing here. I think it's a huge mistake, but I'm just me. I'm just on the radio. What I'm really interested in are your thoughts on this at 303-696-1971. Was the Republican Party right in endorsing President Trump in advance of the Iowa caucuses and, more importantly, in advance of our own primary doesn't make any sense to me. I, I don't get it. Here's some stuff uh, I'm looking at through some who paid money, who has paid money to the party to access the ballot. Vivek Ramaswamy, who, by the way, Trump has now turned on. I don't know if you've seen that. He now says voting for Vivek is wrong because Vivek isn't MAGA and all this other stuff. And Vivek, I think pretty shrewdly, has not taken the bait to attack Donald Trump instead he says hey I'm not going to criticize the best president of the 21st century that's what Vivek says Um, I just think it's a waste of time and a mistake to turn on another American first I mean I think that's smart here Vivek 40,000 bucks Ron DeSantis 10,000 bucks Doug Burgum 20,000 well Donald J. Trump man he got every dollar he got that dollar's worth he put in 40,000 bucks this is nuts man I think, uh, did Haley pitch in money too? I mean, you're looking at over $100,000 to get ballot access. And I imagine there's more than that, but over $100,000 to get access to the primary. And they've just gone ahead and said, we're actually going to be supporting. We're not, by the way, you'd be clear. They said they're not going to spend any money, any of the party's money helping Trump. They're just going to get all the earned media and put their official seal on the president. Does that make any sense to you? And tell me why. 303-696-1971. Is this how a party should be conducting business? And if so, do you trust the process? If you're thinking for running running for office out there, do you trust that process? If if the party can come out against you? Frank from Golden, you're on 710 Canyons. Frank, what do you think? Oh, George, this is just another completely unforced error and another reason to not affiliate with the Republican Party. This is all just litmus test stuff again. And, yeah, there's no reason. I mean, I I can't believe they did this. And in particular, like you pointed out, after they took money from candidates to get on the ballot. I mean, what's the point of having a primary at all at this point? I mean, it, it, you've, you've circumvented the whole thing. Well, and you know what? what they they might agree I, with you, Frank. Why have a primary? It should just pro- be Trump. We should just anoint him. There's no reason for us to go through this process. What a waste of time. 
Well, you know, is there, isn't this just, maybe there's a little more to this, and I don't know, maybe I'm missing it, and I'm just not enough of a politico to, to notice it, but there's, there's the huge uh, problem with having unaffiliated voters participate in primaries, even though unaffiliated voters financially support these primaries. Right. But, but really here, you've made the primary completely irrelevant. I mean, really, as far as the president, uh, presidential election is concerned. And so you, you've never wanted to allow unaffiliated to participate anyway. So, you know, you've just made this that much easier to keep them out. I mean, what's the point now? You know, I, I don't know. I don't know that the endorsement here changes the outcome, but that can't be the analysis, right? Like if you're a Republican or you're trying to woo people into rejoining or joining for the first time the Republican Party, one of the principles of the party has been that we are a procedure and a process driven party of principle, not outcome driven. Right. We're not Machiavellian, right? Like it, we could have taken the, the Aurora theater shooter out back and put a bullet in his head right in the back of the parking lot. And some people would have said, well, hey, that would have been justice, but not under our Constitution. Still got to go through the process, right? This is no different. Right. Still got to go through Correct. the process. But now we have a party willing to put its finger on the scales. Who are we? I don't know, George. I mean, to be honest, from the outside looking in, I can't identify. I, I can. I. I'm afraid, and I've used this phrase way too much, that the party is drifting into the cult, and that these litmus tests that are now formal lit, litmus tests, not informal, formal, are are. It's it's creating similar to what you just said. I've always viewed the Republican Party as the rational party, the party that that. You know, two plus two equals four. And like you said, logic drives the decision making. And all of this is going away. It's all now a party of emotion. It's it's a party driven um, by emoting over one individual um, without even thinking about what what is going on. Like you say, the process or whatever else. If that one individual, um, you know, wins the, the primary, then... Okay, you know he's he's the guy. This is where the horse we're riding. But to just take that away is unbelievable. What if, what if something were to happen? Uh, I guess I ask this just hypothetically. But what if something were to happen to Trump? What if he, you know, dropped dead of a stroke between now and then? I mean, what are we? What's what's the party doing now? You know, what? Who's the horse you're backing now? I, none of this makes any sense. I, I suppose that could happen after a primary. It doesn't matter. But why are we why are we just jumping the gun here what's the point of it other than just litmus test emotional litmus test and and i don't get it i mean dave williams that statement did he author that statement you just read oh yeah yeah as we know dave makes a lot of the decisions himself he gets way in from some of the central committee on some things but like when he sent out that email that attached his uh, political announcement for yeah. office that as he said yeah. on the show that was a him only decision I presume he's the one that crafted this thing. That's that's you know, and and I hate to say it, but didn't you mention? And I think it was on a oh whatever uh, uh, next with Kyle Clark. Didn't he have some sort of a quote that it appears the Republican Party exists only for Dave Williams at this point? And it's getting more like that, isn't it? I mean, what what are we doing here? Like this, <sighs> where is the Republican Party going? I don't know. Here, well, I, here, I don't, I, I don't know the answer, Frank. But it's. Um, 
it concerns me as a as a lifelong Republican and someone who really has no intention to leave the party. I just want the party to come back to who it used to be. And I think if we were to do that, we would get more people joining. I just don't think this is the way to do it. I don't think anybody out there who's not a Republican sees this move and is like, oh, wait a minute. I want to be part of that group. No. And that has to be our calculation. How do how do we win people and win elections? And I just don't think we can. Hey, Frank, as always, thoughtful call. I appreciate the conversation, man. Thanks. Frank's line is open at 303-696-1971. Going to cut away for a break. I want to tell you very quickly about Ultra Cur. It is that curcumin-based. And, and by the way, when, before I tell you the rest of it, go Google curcumin and, and health benefits. Now, curcumin itself is not as awesome as this patented all-natural formula that includes curcumin but get to check it out i really had never seen it before we started talking with our friends at ultra botanica this thing is like miracle type stuff anti-inflammatory antioxidant a lot of pro health things going on there i've taken it billy's taken it we've experienced the health benefits you can too for free before you commit to the bigger bottle you just go get your three-day free supply from your natural grocers Walk in the store, got to find the vitamin manager, and every one of the natural grocers has a vitamin manager. Check them out. Ask them for the three-day free supply, and uh, boom, I'm telling you, in about 48 hours or less, if you're like 50% of the people that have taken it, you are going to experience some positive health benefits, and then you'll be hooked. And then I want you to reach out to us and tell us how how it went. You can research it on your own, but you can also look up GetUltraNow.com, GetUltraNow.com. When we come back, you, me, texts phone calls is what the party just did here in endorsing trump in advance of the primary smart not smart good bad make you less likely to become a republican or less likely to stay a republican george brockler 710 us. george brockler back with you here 710 us. let's get right to the phone lines it's jim you're on 710 what do you think sir hey good morning i think uh Lindsey Graham, uh, you know, hit the nail on the head in 2016 when he said that uh, Donald will destroy our party and will deserve it. Um, it's exactly what's happened. I mean, Donald Trump has taken a, a, a big portion of their donations and their voters and uh, ran away with them. I just listen, Jim, are you I have asked you this before. I keep forgetting. Are you a registered Republican? You unaffiliated? What are you? I'm I'm unaffiliated, so. Would you, have you ever been a Republican? Yeah, but I unaffiliated when I was in the military, when mm-hmm. uh, the so-called right. conservatives you, um, in the late '80s decided to uh, reduce the military members' uh, pay, benefits, and uh, the military members. So my service dropped over 300,000 personnel over a 10-year period. But of course, it was instituted in '86. Um, but it didn't occur until 90 and 93. That's where uh, uh, Lowry Air Force Base went away. And that's where, uh, during the second round of base realignment and closure, the study group came out. They thought that Colorado Springs was going to lose one, maybe two bases. But in 95, that president halted that um, because it was an election year as well. So I presume, th- I presume, Jim, nothing about what has taken place here with the state party would encourage you to rejoin. Oh, no, it's a, it's a clown show now. And, and unfortunately, these people that call themselves conservatives um, don't understand the basics of economics. We've had low interest rates 
for 15 years, hey, abnormally low, and it's caused massive inflation. Jim, thanks for the call, man. As always, you have a, an interesting perspective. I always like to chat with you about. Uh, that's it for this hour. We're going to come back in the 9 o'clock hour. We'll continue the conversation. i got a couple other things I wanted to bring to your attention. But you stick around and give us a call, 303-696-1971. George Brockler, 710 KNUS. Three-star general Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal record to the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com. <laughs> 